Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018, from the Comedy Central headquarters. And no, that's not, that's not where we are. This is Kareem Kanji with Greg Tilston. Our special guests today are Dan Spearin and uh, Vince Kesavamurthy. That is correct. Oh, sir. I got wow, it right. Yes. Awesome. Um, it is Tuesday, October 23rd. It is, it is the day after um, province wide elections in Ontario, specifically. Um, here in Toronto. Before we get into everything, just want to thank EarthRadio.com uh, and Pacific Junction Hotel Bar uh, for allowing us to uh, to buy their food and drink and to be here in their studio. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? And we appreciate the ability to buy their food and drink. Yeah. Wow. And isn't to be here in the studio. Yeah, true. All right, yeah, there we go. Wow. Um, okay, so a lot... A lot happened mm-hmm. yesterday, and not a lot happened yesterday. Well, what was yesterday? The election. <laughs> what, what, are we, no. what are we here for? <laughs> were we supposed that's, to prep something? That's, that's why you guys are here. Oh. Okay, so, I, I mean, we can talk. We're, we're going to talk about John Tory, right. Jennifer Keysmat. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the 25,000-plus racists in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Mamaliti, Norm Kelly. Um, R.I.P. Six Dad. R.I.P. But the star of last night are none of those people. Kawhi Leonard, Gritty, and the Raptors. Is it Gritty? No, No, the star (laughs) is Patrick Brown. This is the story. Last night was the final chapter of book one for Patrick Brown. Hmm. It all started. With with him, right? So it all started. Um, he was a year ago the leader of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party, and uh, Kathleen Wynne, who at the time was our premier, head of the Ontario Liberal Party, um, was starting at an all-time low and, and sort of went into the election, the provincial election, at an all-time low, and it was as you know many. Um, Political observers would say and argue that it was his election to lose. Mm -hmm. And before we got to the election, he lost. Right? He um, was... He was held accountable. He was held accountable. (laughs) Yeah, that's... that's, Not sure he lost. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Dan, you're from Barrie. You're from Patrick Brown's... It's like like part two of our Patrick Brown conversation. Now, he's not originally from Barrie. He was parachuted into Yeah, Barry. no, he's from Toronto. He's from Toronto, yeah. went to Barrie, then came. Right. Um, so why, why don't you sort of fill everybody in? What happened to Patrick Brown? Sure. Um, White man fails upwards. <laughs> Film at 11. Um, so, listen, the, the cliff notes of, of the Patrick Brown saga that you can go back to and into yeah. the deep uh, welcome archives and hear the full-blown story of, of my Barrie upbringing and Patrick Brown and whatnot. But Patrick Brown... Um, gets held accountable for sexual assault, sexual misconduct. Misconduct. That they prefer allegedly. In the, yeah. yeah, allegedly. And uh, very quickly gets married. Congratulations, Patrick. I don't think that in any way was a PR stunt. <laughs> no. So I hope they're happy forever. Um, and so uh, that immediately goes to Brampton. Now, most people don't know is, is that Patrick's political career got started because of a counselor in Barrie uh, who was his uncle. Mm-hmm. Uncle yeah. got him a seat. Then Uncle fails upwards into the Conservative Party under Mike Harris, helps Patrick become a young conservative, mm-hmm. and gets a lot of connections there. Patrick then becomes an MP for Barry, an MPP, and then sorry, an MP, and then eventually becomes the leader of the Conservative Party. The crash of Patrick Brown's life is completely ruined. Yeah. And now he's the mayor of Brampton. And, so and it's over. Man's, so, another man's life completely ruined by the Me Too movement. That's true. Yeah. So he, he resigned as leader. Right. Un, under pressure. Like his, his whole staff. Or, right. Or well, the party resigned. also said no thank you. Party didn't want, want him. This. They wanted him power really badly. So they had a leadership Which was the race. right move. Let's just call it. Whether sure. It was, absolutely. I don't care yeah. the reasoning right for here. why we turfed Patrick Brown. A lot of people went into the weeds to be like, it was a coup and blah, blah, blah. He I believe he did those allegations. I believe those women, and I believe that you shouldn't have someone running your party doing that. Whether yeah, yeah. it was done for the wrong reasons in politics yeah. is not my concern. So Patrick Brown's Agreed. daddy spent most of his life in law 
in, I'll give you one guess what city, everybody. Was um, it where he started his career for a very short window? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, it's Patrick Brown's new mayoral yeah. ship. So daddy had a good job and was, you know, crown attorney and did a whole bunch of things there and has a, a huge supportive network to deal with. And Patrick went to the last place the family can get him elected. And guess what, gang? He got elected. You can beat an incumbent if you are accused of sexual harassment and a white and, guy. And all uh, you have to do, the more you know. And all you have to do is actually give Sri Lankan lawyers opportunities, right. so then they would actually come right. and endorse you. And that's uh, Patrick the, Brown's yeah, partner. I yeah. mean, um, Edmund Brown's Edmund partner. Brown's partner. Yeah, um, who is a Sri Lankan so lawyer? So it was funny. I come in and because we saw him, we saw Patrick Brown. Um, at a charity event. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. And my wife uh, commented last night. Uh, she loosely said something to the effect of those dumb brown people. Hey. Now, color of my skin. I'm not saying that I can say that, but, you know. Um, oh, I'll say she, that. You know, <laughs> she said, they like, yeah, the brown people love him. Um, that's it, why he chose Brampton. Like, well, he did a I very good job a when reason. he was... Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why... But also, he did a very good job when he was running um, to reach out to those communities. And, like, yeah. dude, you can speak to that more than Yeah, that. It, it, it was just interesting, too, especially, specifically for uh, Sri Lankan community, what, what happened is in 2009, that's when the whole uh, purge was happening back home. For the Sri Lankan Tamil community, we, we're the minorities in a civil war-torn uh, country. Uh, Sinhalese people, town people, and so we were getting squashed and wiped out. And at that time, we—that's when, if you, you might, some of you might remember that 2009. That's when you know we we're protesting, j- uh, jumping over the gardener and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When that happened, one of the few politicians to side with us mm-hmm. was Patrick mm-hmm. Brown. So there's a loyalty factor that exists, mm-hmm. blind loyalty, yes, but a loyalty factor that exists. So. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So Patrick so, Brown landed yeah. on his feet. Yeah, Kelsey exactly. But he, there's a lot of dominoes that fell as a result mm-hmm. uh, of this, right? So he he wanted to come back sure. and run for the leadership, right? Because they call it the leadership convention. He That's dropped out of that. Doug Ford wins the leadership of the PC party. Goes on to win yeah. the election. Mm-hmm. Um, landslide, yeah. In a, in a landslide, right? The liberals are now a not have non. They don't have official status. Correct. Um, right. as a party, Ford then goes and says, in the middle of the Toronto election, says, "Time out. You're now going to have 25 seats instead of 44 seats. Continue." Um, they go to court a couple of times and they decide, okay, let's do this 25 thing. Apparently, it's still before the court, so. Theoretically, I've, I've been told it could change. Um, so Ford, F's over Toronto, and Patrick Brown. Um, and then Patrick Brown returns in Brampton. Mm-hmm. So we had we had an election as a result. We had an election. I think there's a step in between. Yeah, you missed there. the Peel region. Yeah, the Peel region. Oh, the Peel region. That's right. He wanted to be chair. Yeah. Yep. And then that. And then and that. Ford. Yes, that's right. Ford got Ford got rid of that. Patrick Brown yeah. said, Ah, I got one more place. Yeah. yeah. Shows shows up in Brampton yeah. and wins. Yeah, the Peel Region connections basically though is what Dad could give him, and what Patrick had left. So yeah, whether it was that Brampton that, or Peel, and, and I think thing. he wanted that. I think he wanted the more low profile gig to like. I think he still believes he can fail upwards again, and yeah. in this culture, I would like to pretend that's not possible, but I'm thinking it yeah. could be. Um, you know, we we started without properly introducing you guys. Um. But you guys have you guys have commented on politics right. uh, before, yes. um, just to, you know, just a quick intro so everyone sort of catches up with who the heck are Vince and Dan. Sure. So Vince and Dan are a vaudeville team. Yes. That, um, Sadly, yes. Uh, we started <laughs> yes. doing YouTube and television film projects, um, and we realized during one of them that was about how our generation was screwed, and it was a narrative show called Twixers that quickly that no one understood why our generation was screwed, so we started creating this election special with MySpace back in the day, because we're old. Yeah. And uh, what happened was we did the first multi-platform election special in Canada. Mm-hmm. got to interview Jack Layton, interview Navdeep Baines, have those people on the show and talk about what's going on with politics and that election. Yeah. As it and pertains to young people. Fast forward 2013, after we've done two more election specials around the Rob Ford election and around the G20, 
Vince and I joined the Young Turks Network and do progressive politics for an American th- um, an American network on YouTube, which is like the largest news and politics network on YouTube. And we were doing a lot of Canadian content. So this is actually the first election yeah. year that Vince and I haven't had a gig. We're oh my back God. doing other oh. things. So we're trying yeah. to go back to narrative stuff. So yeah. we're watching things from the sidelines and we appreciate a chance to yell at someone yeah. other than Vince. So... Into, I you can speak for yourself if you have an intro, but I'm just so used to being like, this oh, is where we are. Yeah. Listen to the white guy. It's <laughs> we have a system. Um, it's easier. Do you believe We'll you? talk mostly about Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 2014, John Tory beats uh, his, what is now going to be a longtime ne- nemesis. Um, and Wait, who? Uh Doug Ford. Okay, well, right? group, point point of order, but yeah, okay. keep going, keep going. <laughs> or is it the Ford family that's his nemesis? I don't think there's nemesis there at all. Yeah. I think it's a show. Oh. I, I think they're on the same team. Really? Yeah. That famous so picture that I tweet of them. Uh, of, yeah. The cricket photo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Anyways, so we won't pick. We'll, let's keep going. Okay, we'll, fair we'll, enough. We'll circle back well, to those well, problems. Well, no, well, let's quickly stay on that and, and, and we can move off, but... From my understanding, and I don't remember if I read it in, um, uh, there was there was a, a Rob Ford book that came out. She used to write for the Toronto Star. She's now with the Globe and Mail. I forget her name. Doolittle? Doolittle. Yeah. Right? Crazy her, Town? Yeah. So okay. her, in her book, uh, sure. apparently um, the matriarch of the, of the Ford family tells um, Tori, it's not your turn. Now it's, it's Rob's turn. Back when Rob first ran for mayor, which is why... Tory didn't run for mayor right. at that same time, so I don't know whether. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they are. I think it depends where you sit on the spectrum buddies. and in what part of the city you live in. It okay. depends on how you feel about it. I think that what I'm trying to get at is is they're part of the same machine. It's a it's an awkward Thanksgiving dinner, but they get through it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're, they're the aligned. they're yeah. John Tory's old money. Rob Ford's the the kind of rich that we oh I guess we have to invite them but like eh, you know Windsor yeah. Castle being like okay well that I suppose she's rich enough to marry someone okay <laughs> it's that kind of idea uh, right it's that sure. old school uh, divide so they can on the surface have problems but they're like you know John Tory's old job is Rob Ford's I mean Doug Ford's gig right that he's yeah. gonna make it to the finish line as yeah. premier but like that's right the, no. the, 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 it's the same party it's the same idea now. We can double down and get the rabbit hole if you want to of, like, has the Conservative Party changed this, that, and the other. But there's mm. just a lot of shared goals on that Venn diagram. Mm. And so I don't think, and I think the re- only reason why Kismet did as well as she did is in, 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 in garnering that 23% that Olivia got in 2014 is that Doug was just so, I mean, John was so tone deaf when Doug came after council. And I think that kind yeah. of showed you that they are on the same team. It didn't really bother John Torrey, like, mm-hmm. and he had to feign anger. And Ed Keenan wrote a great column about, I want a mayor who's what outraged. What type of mayor do you want? Yeah. And he said, like, Torrey showed his stripes by being more outraged at Matt Lowe and, and Mike Layton mm-hmm. than he was at Doug Ford. And Doug, yeah. And and against I think him. that's there's a lot to that. So sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. That's fair. Can and I, I, I go through one thing on that? Sure. Yeah. Matt. You say that she did well. She got the same amount as Olivia, yet... I didn't say well. Oh, oh, sorry. I just said she got... I think the only. I think she would have done worse without that moment. Well. Yeah, okay. Or she might not even run. Yeah. Like, let's keep in mind, Keys Matt is on the record to Toronto Life and other publications that she thought John Tory deserved another term mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. she didn't. Yeah. So it, we'll get into Keys Matt yeah. if we want to later, but, I mean, it's, it is those issues for me that... Well, to piggyback on that, right, if we take a look at 2014 and we take a look at 2018... Um, you know, Ford wins forty percent in twenty fourteen. This uh, yesterday he gets sixty three and a half percent. Right. And Keysmack gets what Olivia got. And the knock against Olivia um, in twenty fourteen right. was that um, there was nothing there. There was no. She might have been intelligent. She might have had great ideas. Her heart might have been into it, but there was no galvan. No one was galvanized around her. There were people were not excited. Um, I don't know if I around her, right? And and so this is what the, how I feel. And, and the I same think thing that with... election had everything to do. If I was to summarize that election, I think Olivia became a non-factor because pe- early polls showed John Tory was going to be the only one that could stop Rob Ford, mm. and, and it's then, the reason why the NDP yeah. just won, and the Liberal Party doesn't have status for four more years. Yeah, it's the same idea. It's like stop 
Doug Ford. It was a stop thing. And so I think that the downtown Twitter left mm-hmm. that I'm clearly a part of, we have about 23%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, it. That's, that's and, it. And yep. so unless you want to make some inroads and we want to start really talking to people of color. And that's and where Keysmith's, my problem with Keysmith comes in. We too. talked about that last time. Yeah. yeah. In uh, Richard Petty, he came on yeah. and he went to uh, the, the campaign launch. And he's a lot of young people, but the one thing he didn't, he, he, he noticed is that there was not a lot of young people of color mm-hmm. yeah. at her thing. I don't know. I, I don't want to assume that that's intentional or not. Uh, but I, what I will say, and I've said it right from the start when she entered the race, if she doesn't get out into the Etobicoke's and to the Scarboroughs yeah. of Toronto, she can't. There's no way that she can win. She can't stay in the court. And my feeling was that she did not actually no. go to those places. I, I am from Scarborough, and I felt that the campaign did not reach out mm-hmm. as they should have. And they just uh, sat on their laurels and went, okay, certain people who, like myself, who vote for her, would vote for her. So we don't, and the others, we can't really win over. It just think, felt yeah, like that. A lot of people who are not actively engaged, Jennifer Kiesmatt's name doesn't ring a bell. No. So let's start from, let's go down the list, though. I'm sure you guys did this last night. Right, but like, let's just review a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. Five week campaign can't build name recognition. Fair. Uh, when Fair if you're going to build name recognition, I wouldn't do it on somebody like Jen Keysmat. Mm-hmm. I think Jen Keysmat. There's these two thoughts we can't seem to hold in our head. Okay. Which is one, people can be amazing builders, amazing people, amazing at what they do. Yeah. And would make a good mayor. Yeah. But they're terrible candidates. Yeah. Okay? There's a lot of those candidates, right? I think that Keysmat might not have fallen in that if she had more time. But she didn't have more time. The issue that I have with Keysmat is it's just a smidgen to the left of John Tory. The mm. ideas are better than John Tory's. Yeah. But her campaign was a dog's breakfast of ideas, and there wasn't anything I could go. That's true. I could grasp onto. Yeah. Now let's go back one more step. Yeah. Sexism. Oh, 100 percent. In the electorate, we're still not. We're still having trouble. With the idea, a lot of men, a lot of different people are like... Especially if more older people yeah, mm-hmm, vote sure. than younger people. I don't know if I would split the... I, I, I really? wish I would say out loud it's just older people, but like that YouTube problem and the faith volunteers and all those people, those are not the 70s-year-old men hmm. in those pictures. There are hmm. people that look like me and 35 but, and under. But they're supporting a woman. But those they, are... Right, right, right. <laughs> right, right. But my point is, is like, the, the I think that there's problematic to go around. I, I don't I don't know if sexism really falls solely on generational lines, but I concur that the Me Too movements and those things definitely have a harder time with the, with the old generations. Yeah, I mean, we're all gen- we're generalizing here, right? Yeah, like, I'm trying to do broad strokes so we can get into the weeds on different things, but yeah. that's that would be my takeaway of the Jen Keys Matt campaign. It felt like Tory Light. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't, like, it's... Interesting. And that's where you saw, I think, people didn't know where to go on the Ford train. They were like, I guess Tory again? Yeah. And, but, like, a lot of those extremists probably maybe went to Faith or maybe stayed home. And a lot of the people on the left, like, either said, "Okay, fine, keys, Matt," yeah, or stayed home. Like, once again, let's keep in mind this is a low voter turnout election. It's not a high turnout. Less That's than a million true. people voted. Yeah, like, in and, the city of and, Toronto. And, well, I don't think do we even crack eight hundred thousand. I don't think we. Last did. numbers I saw, no. I, that when I saw last when I saw this morning, it was like seven eighty something. Yeah. I think. But mm-hmm. the point of that story is, is that when you have those low turnouts and you don't have those people. Um, even Saren didn't do huge numbers. No, right? surprisingly. Um, so I think that the the big lesson from this is the oxygen in the room got completely sucked up by the chaos and the and the train wreck that is. Mm-hmm. We a lot of the people didn't have the money to keep on keeping on. You, you print flyers to say I'm in Ward X, and then all of a sudden your ward changes, or you, you put you half the candidates are gone that were canvassing at your door. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the end of the day, I think that Tory beats Keys Matt every election. Why? Is it is it well, Toronto? Can is I, it her policies focus on downtown? Like as much as we say she didn't get out. Can I read you something? Because I actually yeah. brought you guys something. Yeah, sure. Because this is really important to me. This is from. I want to do. I'm going to read you two pieces of articles. All right, this is selected works <laughs> of the of of the Financial National Post. Okay, the first one is from Teresa Tedesco. This is from 2014. The mayor of Bay Street, John Tory, sharpens his boardroom skills for Toronto City Hall. 
After more than 20 years with the telecommunications giant as an executive director, Mr. Tory was officially resigning from the company's board of directors, severing deep familial corpor um, corporate ties, likely for good. He had stepped down from the boards of supermarket chain Metro, restaurant chain car operations, earlier in the week, but none of them had as much personal connection to the incoming mayor as Rogers. My hands shook when I had to resign from those boards because I was so regretful I had to bring uh, give them up. By the time I'm doing, I'm done here in eight years, I'll be 68 years old, and I'll probably be too old for most boards. He's arguably the bluest blue-chip mayor that Toronto has ever seen in this country. His first summer job was at 17 as a radio reporter for radio stations owned by Ted Rogers, with whom his father, John Arnold Torrey, had a close affiliation as a corporate advisor and board director. After graduating from Osgoode Law School at York University, Mr. Torrey signed on with the family's influential law firm, Torrey, Torrey, and Delorier, and Biggington, founded by his god-grandfather, John Stewart Donald Torrey, in 1949, and transformed by Mr. Torrey's father and Uncle James Marshall Torrey into one of Bay Street's corporate powerhouse law firms. His grandfather was instrumental in establishing the University of Toronto Law School in 1949, where his father and uncle would become star students. Yada, 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 okay? Yeah. That's the setup. So, <coughs> we'll pause for one second. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is from a 2014 article, another one from Richard Warnock. This is October 27, 2014. You can look this up. It's from the National Post. And I want you to think about the angry people of the city and the people who feel left out when mm -hmm. I'm reading this to you. This article is titled, The Night That Turned the Tide for John Tory's Fledgling Mayoral Campaign. If the second crack tape, speaking of Rob Ford, yeah. was the turning point in the campaign that made Mr. Tory mayor, the first one was a catalyst for a movement that drafted him. Mm. A team of high-level provincial and federal uh, and liberal conservatives, many of whom had worked against each other in campaigns going back decades, began to meet informally in the summer of 2013. Their goal? Find a way to replace Rob Ford. The committee met through that summer and into the fall in Bay Street boardrooms and consultant offices. From the beginning, it included John Capobianco, a heavyweight conservative liberal organizer, Bob Richardson, former Deputy Mayor Kay Soates, hmm. pollster Robert Hutton, former council candidate Kevin Shan, and a handful of others. We all agreed that we need to get a new mayor in Toronto, Mr. Kopianko said. I think that the crack video yeah. would have been the catalyst for that. The group bandied about several names, but it quickly settled on Mr. Tory at the time. It wasn't an obvious choice. Mr. Tory had lost the last three campaigns he contested. <laughs> He'd also famously flirted with a mayoral run in 2010 before trying to uh, deciding to stay out. This like is you your said, point. Yeah. Yeah. There was a skepticism first and foremost given John's political history that A, John would run, and B, John could win, said John Mraz a liberal who would go on to run his uh, Tory's war room. Still, for Kambianko and Richardson, who emerged as the co-leaders of the group, Tory's good outweighed his bad, and he'd spent four years hosting a popular drive-time radio show on CFRB. <laughs> Eventually, it became an easy decision to coalesce around John. John, quite frankly, was flattered by it, but he certainly didn't have his decision made. Before jumping in, Mr. Tory wanted to know two big things. Hmm. Could he win, Yeah. and could he get Nick Kuvalis? Oh. This is from 2014. Yeah. Wow. Now, I'm bringing this up for a couple of reasons. Yeah. We tend to believe that ideals and things are the only things that matter in elections, and this is what... Yeah. He's mats up against that. Mm. And I don't get how she's machine, that distinguished yes. from John Tory in... Politics. PR. Yes. Appearance. Yeah. She looks... There's. A, I'm sorry, there's a downtown, well-off look... Yeah. That Keys Matt has. So then my neck of the woods that She's doesn't She's an urban resonate. planner. Yeah. She yeah. speaks in very um she's articulate, which is fantastic, but her her prose and, and the way she delivers things is very academic. It's very um TED Talk. Yeah. But not an accessible TED Talk that you would sure. watch for five million views. Yeah. The ones that you're like, oh that's really interesting, and there's a handful it of people feels like a presentation. None of these things are bad. I'm not suggesting we dumb down politics, but I'm suggesting when put side by side, it's what's a, the visual difference? And Tory's background and Tory's old money and Tory's page Support, yeah. is deep. Mm -hmm. It's so deep. Keys Matt in three months is supposed to beat that. Yeah, mm -hmm. basically, like basically, yeah. literally got together. Like it just yeah. reads like an Alex Jones like creepy yeah. Reddit thread where like <laughs> I think Bay Street people got together in a room all together and made a mayor yeah. and it's in the National like Post and they're like yeah. bragging yeah like it's literally this right yeah. but it's in the National Post and because that's what happened yeah and it's not about tinfoil hat stuff it's just about power begets power right but mm. also like from a media standpoint too, sure. all major, major newspapers endorse who 
Tori. Right. In, in and Doc says also his dad, like, his, Tori has connections to the Toronto Star and how it started, too. So, like, yeah. And uh, last time, <laughs> in fact, in 2014, right. you said that. I right. still remember that because you, you, you were re reading the quote of the, of the Star endorsement. And they were saying, people say he's rich, but he's not really that rich. Right. That was a direct quote from the Toronto Star. Yeah. And it was just he's like, not really that rich. Yeah, it's kind like, of related okay. to... People talking about how they don't want... People like the, like they like Jennifer Keysmack comes out and says, "I'm not a politician, mm -hmm. right?" The problem with that is when Doug says that, mm -hmm. Doug's family has money and connections. When Keysmack says that, it just means she doesn't have any base. <laughs> it's like I'm not a politician. I'm like, and that's why you're gonna lose by like tr double digits. Mm -hmm. Because who does she reach to? Who's going to help Keysmack? Where's the page long? Like, where's her bench of old money and yeah. help? that to try to overcome John Tory's long history. And I'm not saying this is sinister. I mean, Tory's worked a long career in, in doing what he did. Like, mm -hmm. you can make the argument that he was born on third, but he's still born on third, so he still held all these jobs, and he hasn't fumbled yet, and he, mm -hmm. you know, he's mayor of Toronto, and people and, like him. Let's like be real. Read, like a lot started of at 17 sure. and worked until 68, so... C yeah. Canada, especially Ontario, I said this to you when we, we did the provincial politics... Canada, we'll stick to Ontario, but Ontario really has not met a milquetoast white man that they have not given a chance. And it's mm. really like, we don't want to be bothered. Our True. electorate is not... Our we're not as progressive as few, we well, think we are? We're definitely not as progressive as we think we are, yeah. but we're also, we don't like volatility. So uh -huh. populism, populism happens here in shifts, mm. Hmm. But then it very much has to very soon cover up and pre and pretend not to be that anymore. Like Stephen Harper is a great example. Reform, Canadians were like, okay, and then they started to get itchy. They're like, you guys are kind of crazy. Could you get that like Lego hair guy and just like pretend you look like the old party again? Yeah. And then they've gotten to power. And so I feel like with Keysmat and John Tory, it's like if you pick somebody who's from the same social circles who would fit in in the same places that mm -hmm. that John Tory would, John Tory's going to beat you just because of his long-running thing. David Miller, when I first moved to the city, runs against Tory in 2003. Mm -hmm. But people think about, people forget there's two huge planks of that, which a big plank of that was Mel Lastman was running backroom deals. Mm -hmm. And Tory had come out of the back room. Like, he was literally an insider. Yeah. So, Tory, Miller played that card really well with the broom. Yeah, that's And right. people also think about the Island Airport, and they got. And I've heard people try to compare it to what Keysmat was doing with the Garner, but it wasn't the same thing because there was a ton of young energy at that point for environmentalism, and Robert Kennedy Jr. came up here at that time and, like, yes. spoke for Miller. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like... It, it was a signal to young people that, like, I yeah. get you. All of us, we went, oh, okay. Right. I know who. Right. I only know American politics, and I know who. We're who, a, who I know yeah. Kennedy. We're a couple years out from an inconvenient truth, and we're, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, that's bubbling. There's nothing bubbling here. There's, I'm, uh, don't get me wrong, urban planning and again, is important. Weeks is... And the Garner thing is important. And a lot of her ideas, if you look at where people actually think about platform policies they're actually on keys Matt's side absolutely so it's a marketing it's a marketing yeah. but politics aren't one solely on your platform ideas like no you know kim campbell's who john Tory ran her campaign like kim campbell's famous misstep right is, is like well election is not a time for ideas hmm. and that's the famous quote Game over yeah but that's sort of true and when you looked at keys Matt, like no if you were a paul if you're a partisan or you're somebody who's super engaged on Twitter and you follow the Goldsby's and the yeah. and the Matt Elliott's and the you know and you're super involved and you like Neville Park and all that you know what the hell's going on. Hmm. But for the average person who's got a family and doesn't pay isn't paying attention to stuff and has too much to do, yeah, they don't know what Keys Matt's doing. They don't understand like why if you live in Etobicoke, do you really care about the gardener and if it's pretty or not? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I would hope you do because it's a good idea. But realistically, you don't. I don't think you care. Right? right. No. It, and I think it you still want subways, subways, yeah. subways, and everything else. It doesn't factor into your day-to-day, -day, so... Yeah. yeah. Why would you care? Interesting. That is very, very interesting. So, I mean, what... What should we expect over the next four years? Is, you know, he... So, on CBC this morning, mm -hmm. he... Um, agree, he acknowledged that he said that 
this is probably his last term. But he put a caveat yeah, there. Right? He said, but if, you know, if if we're so close to something and it's not, I, I want to see things through. Mm -hmm. So there is that chance now. And he, we also know 68, he is too old to be a board member in Morgan <laughs> So what else, what else is, he, is going he going to do, guys? What else is he going to do? Might as well be me, right? Politics is the one career that it doesn't matter you know you can you die from hey hazel was there forever i, I would suspect that mr tory will be reading the populate uh, the population's temperature yeah um because i think that man wants a win he wants to walk out with a hat with tip. something i don't think he wants to he doesn't want to just write yeah, it out i think he's also he doesn't there's no financial <laughs> need to do so yeah. or anything right like so there's tons of gigs awaiting him he can sure. go off like i mean Miller's done very well with like the WWF and the different World Bank, like you know. So there's dungeon, you know. So there's no shortage of sure. um, opportunities are waiting. Yeah, yeah. Career. So, so what I, does he do? Like, what's what? What do you think? If you had to guess, what does he do over the next four years? Um, I don't think council's makeup has changed that much. Uh, Slightly, but the, no. well, the, we're the big the, the we're we're still what eighty five. What was that? What's that? 85 percent white, sixty-nine white, uh, percent men. men. Yeah. Yeah. Four new people. Yeah, four new people. Right. One is the father. I'm trying to think of the 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 the, 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 the father. Call it. Yes, Call. thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So essentially, and the MPP for the right. the ride Dad, at the time. So old school politics. So really, it's very minimal change. Yeah. We have it's got smaller, rid of some big train wrecks. Very so similar. There's, there's yes. Big yes. disruptive people that have got. Sent out, but yeah. there's still tons of left and right. There's still that division. Yeah, I mean, my riding's the damn fourth. Paul Fletcher got in, so she's still there for the left, and there's still going to be people like Carrie. Your Ward 14? Yes. That's mm -hmm. last night was a Ward 14 party. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been here with us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Ward 14. But I'm Ward 29. Like, so I've lived on both sides. So I was okay. Mary Frankadakis. Yeah. And then there, there can only be one, the great, you know, Thunderdome of elections. There can only be one. And so Paula wins. Um, I don't know where you're going with this because I want to be a good guest, but there's there's things in that riding that I think project the problems of that election last night. Like, okay. I think people are m missing the scarier narratives of 2018 election. Mm -hmm. And that is what 25 means. So you have 25 wards. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to yes, give you an example. There's a guy in my neighborhood, and uh, he's a good guy running. He's a really good candidate. Like, if we were to put on paper... Who we want running? Lanrick. Yeah. You ever see that guy? Yeah. 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 So on paper, yeah. great guy. You know, maybe not to your politics or whatever, but the point is, is he's done tons of volunteer work. He's been out with the libraries with his yeah. son and did a project with 100 library visits. And, yeah. And somebody you'd want to run. Sure. Mm -hmm. Paul Fletcher, Mary Fragadakis, and my, like, we're spoiled. Chris Budo gives the people who aren't in a love-in with the left and the liberals somebody to vote for. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, to the rest of the country, would probably still be left-wing because mm -hmm. we live in a progressive riding. Mm -hmm. point of the story is Fletcher has supported the NDP. Fletcher's signs have a TDSB um, okay. candidate, Jennifer Story. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, now, what I'm about to say, I like all these people. This is fine in my ward. There's nothing yeah. in, in my ward. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with this because of the NDP or because of these people. Yeah. What I'm trying to get to, though, is the system is a problem. So... Mary and Paula run. So Sarah Doucette, right, doesn't even run against Gore Perks because she knows the NDP machines behind Gore Perks. Yeah. yeah. You've got... Sober, yeah. Robocalls. Oh, I got robocalls from, like, Olivia Chow for Paula, Craig Scott for Paula, Paula for Paula, telling me <laughs> what she did on the red door. I don't think I got one call from... About Mary. Now, and I probably had to do with the caller list of the NDP because they know I voted for Layton and ever since then mm -hmm. th there's people that come to my house and like have you voted for the NDP yet? I'm like that was one time was <laughs> um, but no I support like I support yeah. I vote in different elections different ways I'm not a card carrying member yet but Landrick runs yeah Chris Budo whoever you want to say Mary even how do you beat an incumbent and how does a person access the system? So now I've got 25 wards, mm -hmm. okay? Mm. Now it's easier to carve up the pie. Now it's easier to run things like Pro Progress Toronto, where you try to swing wards. Yeah. Or a, right. Sure. And so now, you, now you've got that option available because it's much easier. Yeah. And here's the problem. So last time I was on your show, I told you about how as student mayor of Barrie, you're welcome, Barrie, 
And uh, we're back in the 90s, right? Yeah. Barry in that period, now it's 150,000. Barry's probably at around 100,000 at that point. It's the fastest growing community in Canada. Mm-hmm. That's a mayoral race. You are trying to run in any other city, any other place in Ontario. Yeah, each You're running a mayoral yeah. race yeah. on yeah. what money? Yeah. So you tell me how the party politics doesn't now just run 100%. Like, we can make the argument, you can be cynical that it's been like that for years. But I mean, like, no way, now more than ever. no how yeah. can you run an independent campaign in this city and win an election? There, there's no way you could reach how the do you, population. And so the old school yeah. thing was, as we saw with Mamo's son or how we saw with Mikey Ford, you go to the school board, right? That's how you start the back. Yeah. yeah. How do you get on the ballot on a school board when Paul Fletcher and all of the people with the party mm-hmm. tell you who to vote for? No and, one's and, researching and Jennifer, TDSB. Jennifer smoked that last night. I think she was 80%. Right. <laughs> now, once again, caveat for people watching. I like my yeah, representation, yeah. but the pendulum, system, the pendulum swings, gang. If I told you, you say, well, Progress Toronto is great. They were trying to get left-wing people out there. Okay, and, and now next oh, election, it's yeah. Ontario Proud, the organization, yes. trying true. to get the other side elected. And now how do you feel about it? Probably not so hot. Hmm. We saw this with, with America, right? We had to cover all these American elections for That's TYT. True. And the step is, first, get rid of representation. Public has less access. They mm-hmm. get more angry at you. Second step, open the crack the door open a little bit more for outside money. Mm-hmm. Step three, once the outside money's in, now you are really got a cynical public. And the final step is gerrymandering. Yes. And now the game is... done. So we're at a point... In this election, where the story, in my opinion, and it works for both sides, you know, it can, left, of course, right, it, does. it's like it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter Jerry, right? as long as we each get a piece of the pie. You know, I think the story of this election is so we talk about faith, mm-hmm. right? Yes, we can talk about the racism because mm-hmm. we should talk about it, and we should, yeah. right? But not but on the racism, but on the idea of. How did she do it? It's important to know how she did it. She did it by manipulating the media. Rob Ford was very good at that, too. Mm-hmm. She did it by getting the internet vote out. Yes. By globalizing the campaign, because it's just a, it's about... And so she could get internet traffic. Is she a yeah. U.S. So senator? Right, right. Which is how Rebel... That's how Ezra ran, runs the Rebel, right? Yeah. They failed on Canadian issues, and then they realized if you pivot to some serious... Like, I'm not yeah, suggesting you're not racist. I'm just saying they yeah. realized... If you send the signal out in broad terms that you're scared of refugees, 326 million people, yes, right. Then to, all of a to sudden, be, to be honest, only for preparation today, I've, I've never been to Rebel. I went there today, and there was sure. nothing on the Toronto no, election. No. I was, I was amazed yeah, that you know it's, it's not. It's, it's an American network that the Canadian media is kind of like to drool over because it's an interesting narrative. Hmm. But like the way that their metrics work on when it was Sun News or whether it was this. Trudeau works because Trudeau has become a globalized, like, for that crazy right-wing audience, Trudeau is representing the social justice warrior yeah. threat. Yeah. They don't know anything about our politician, but it's just like, no. they hate him because he's the, like, cuck master, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's that guy to those crazy people. Yeah, And so, true. as I said, the racist. But what we should learn, though, is... They like, use those terms, yeah. 25,000 yeah. people, and she's running... Like, imagine if she dialed it back two notches mm-hmm. now throw ranked balloting into it oh how many people do you think let's be oh, real how many geez. people do you think voted tory because they're like well but how many people do you think that we've talked about in this room before the show even or whatever might have gone would have faith would have made the top three? Oh, definitely i can think of a few yeah so scary sure well she did end up in third right so and her, her support came from a to- like the the larger support came out of the rides of Tobacco, right, the Starbucks North, yeah, yeah. and Danforth North, or I mean um, uh, uh, North that, York. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm trying to get Don at Valley, is yeah. the system Valley, is yeah. ripe for exploitation. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a third party advertiser or you're a third party ground campaign, whether it's we're talking about um, the internet, fake news, all that stuff. Hmm. We that's what I think should scare folks, and of yeah. course we can talk about how we stop racism in between elections, but that is, if anybody's out there that looked at 25,000 for, for faith and was like, huh? I, I thought she was going to get more. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So let's talk about that. Why, you know, how did, how, in your estimation, why was she quote unquote so successful and what do we do about it? Why is she successful? 
Yeah. Is we have a world that allows you to build your own filter bubbles. And this has been going on for decades. So that's the first problem. We haven't broken through that yet. People can get all the crazy news they want and they can believe all the stuff they want. Two, I, you know, not to burst the Ken is racist, man. Like, Ken is <laughs> racist. Like, well, I mean, y- you and I have gone through and right. actually looked at the numbers in terms of minorities versus you. Right. Um, who is the majority and it's like this province 25 percent minority is actually the most of minorities in any province in 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 the in the country so that's a very small number, i go back right? to very yeah. right last week because i'm hmm. taking care of my father and when i go back i get a haircut just for something to do because you know he's in long-term care so i gotta go somewhere yeah and so i he's napping i go to get a haircut and the, and the guy is a progressive guy for barry okay <laughs> but he's like kind of mystifies you know i was at that we were talking about all this stuff in politics and i was asking him what barry's race was going to be like and yada 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 and he's like you know i go back and i was at the wholesale club you know getting some stuff for my business and uh there's a lot of people of color that like didn't used to be here in barry like i see a lot now that guy can be told i can logic with that guy I go yeah well barry's one of the fastest growing communities in canada when i was here when i was born it was about 50,000 by the time I get to middle school it's 70,000 by the time I leave for college it's 140,000 that is crazy growth now when crazy growth happens guess what else happens you know I used to say I used to make a joke about Barry where people would freak out about crime and I'm like yes with two Walmarts comes more crime (laughs) these things happen together yeah you grow more people more things so one percent of two percent three percent of Barry is non-white but you notice it in your neighborhood. Mm. Now, if you're a person who's not media literate, you're somebody who has racist upbringing or you've just never been around people, you don't have a brown friend to turn to and go like, what is this about? You don't yeah. have a Muslim friend to turn about. And now your whole feed is bullshit. Mm. You think that extra person at the wholesale club, maybe Trudeau is letting too many people in. Because I'm, and that's, and there's and I'm so, visually I'm not apologizing you. for it. I'm just trying to, explain it like i'm trying Why? to tell you like yeah. with this bigot there's a bigotry that is not just tiki torch you know and and burning crosses there's a bigotry of the unknown of the fear and status threat which is what trump won on those people didn't weren't poor they were afraid of losing stuff even though they were in the majority and had power mm-hmm. and so these are the things that we're not dealing with well now let's also say something right out of the gate here kuvalis running Tory's campaign. For me, if we had a progressive newspaper, that's it. Game over. Mm-hmm. You don't endorse. They endorsed. Yeah. They endorsed, endorsed because cash. Because this is the way the world works, kids, and like we have to run and he's gonna be the mayor of the city. There's no way Keith Matt's winning. We don't want to offend half the sixty five percent of the people because we are in dire straits here as a newspaper. We're in a you know, we can't afford to offend any reader. Mm-hmm. And guess I'm surprised what? it wasn't a bigger story. But like sort of mentioned, and then, you know... Yeah, and then I wonder why. To say we're a newspaper. And well, nobody cares, I think, in the grand scheme of things about newspaper endorsements, but my point is, is like, if you go go to... No, but he's talking about the Kavala's story itself, and how quickly it just was brushed away. Because it did, because at first it was like, racist. And then, that was nothing. Yeah. And Goldsby's the only one who's talking about it. But if you look at the flip side... So we already have tons of media online that's just built around um, making you afraid of immigrants, making you afraid of the other, making you afraid of trans bathrooms and all that. Yeah, yeah. Now, look at our mainstream media. They've done a brilliant job on the right of telling you we live in a left-wing media country. Hmm. No, who, who are they endorsing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did when we were back doing the Harper election, right? The only, there was the Toronto Star was the only paper when Jack Layton won, and made big ground. It's the only paper. Yeah. That didn't endorse Harper. Hmm. Like the entire chain is post media or yeah. There's two, there's only, so how many people endorse Rob Ford? Right. Yeah. If you go back, if you have a library card, here's something really fun to do. Go to the press reader that you can just like look at front pages. And if and you stuff. don't have a library card, <laughs> why don't you have a library card? Go go support the library. You can technically just you own a library card too, but it's just easier if you have one. So yeah. the library card, go to the press reader and go to the front pages of newspapers. Toronto Sun talks about the mayoral campaign. Toronto Star has worldly people who think 
Big thoughts. Yeah. Very rarely is there local politics on the front page of that newspaper. Yeah. And the Toronto Sun constantly. Doug, that it ran a campaign for Doug Ford mm-hmm. during the legal battle for the seats. Yeah. And Sue Ann Levy with her nonsense about the hotel and its goats and everything that she's this is mainstream and the media. illegal smoting nice. national mm-hmm. post constantly beating that drum yeah an article for faith goldie by conrad black like what's the mm-hmm. big deal here yeah from the founder of our newspaper yeah so i guess what i'm trying to get at is is like all of that stuff's brewing and who is our downtown solution to this problem jennifer keysman i don't know how that works so where do we go like okay so we hear this. Yeah. And so there's, you know, it's like, well, you know, why bother? Yeah. It's I, almost a why bother attitude. What do you think? Like, what? how do how do we engage Scarborough and Etobicoke away from... We have to go and actually speak to the people and con- uh, connect to the people. Because what is shocking and stunning for me to watch over the course of the last decade of us doing this is that somehow the conservatives are able to actually go and reach out and grab these people on their side uh, when it's clear that those of us who are on you know center left should have actually been easily be able to go in and grab them to our side. Hmm. And it's it, it's just interesting, too, because they play on certain ideas, right? Like most of us, like myself, when, uh, like, like I said, I mean, oh, I, I'm from a country in Sri Lanka, I'm part of the minority, and the government implemented things that actually took away so, so many of our rights, right? Like, I mean, so we have a distaste for government. So the conservatives uh, yeah. actually manipulate uh, that, and they all, always come in and say, yeah. yeah. And so when, in fact, it is the reason why we were against government there is because, in fact, they took away pro- social programs that were available to the majority, right, from the minority. So, in fact, we did like social programs, and so that's what we have to somehow put into our messaging is going, don't you want health care? Don't you want everybody to have health care? Did, didn't you actually protest because of the fact, mm-hmm. you know, your government back home was actually taking away that health care, right? Like, that's what your grief was. So, here, we should all have health care. Right, so that's I mean, what we saw. In, I know this yeah. is about Toronto. It's what we saw in the Ontario election. Mm-hmm. So just like, yeah, we we were giving everything. We we decided collectively to give everything away. Yeah. I don't think we decided that. I think we decided. I, I think we ignored that. I th- I think the ele- and and again we're generalizing, right? I think that yep. Ontario wasn't thinking about um, that. You know, all this stuff is going to be cut, and we're going to get less. And uh, things are going to get worse for the environment and so on. They were thinking, uh, I believe that uh, time is up for Kathleen Wynne. I believe that Kathleen Wynne is corrupt. And so we need to choose someone else. And that someone else is going to be the PC party and is going to be Doug Ford. It, it wasn't... It, it wasn't uh, We've talked about this numerous times. So I think if, if you had had either Mulroney mm-hmm. or... Um, name escaping me right now. Christine Elliott. Thank you, Elliot. You'd have a very different view. I think we'd have different tactics, but we also have a very different view of the leading party. I think people, I know the people that I know we, that are conservative. We might have a different view, but I think generally, uh, again, it goes, it goes yeah. to this bubble, right? I think generally, I think the reason we're shocked that Jennifer Keysmet um, got, uh, you know, were you votes. Were shocked by the results last night? I was curious about, like, yeah. yeah. I was shocked about Faith Goldie. Okay. I, that's 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 what shocked me, and another thing that shocked me is that Jennifer Keesman didn't win any single writing. Okay, she yeah. didn't win I, anything. I expected, I expected her to do better. Interesting. I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah, in the downtown, especially yeah. downtown, I was shocked even downtown, or in the core, um, in the Ward 14s of the world, right. that she didn't do well. But that's something we actually noticed last election which was, it was actually a 41%, 41% split between Olivia Chow and John Tory in, in the, the core. In, in the old Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So that but means... Olivia didn't beat Tory down yeah. either. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So but, it at a, least, but it came close, you're saying. Like yeah, it, were, it was even. It was split. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, not even but close. But think about the name recognition and the profile Olivia that Olivia yeah. Chow has. Yeah. 
and she can't and be And she Tori. couldn't even. Right. Couldn't so, what's this, so this is where it's hard when you ask these questions because I'm not sure if you're asking me as a downtown progressive or you're asking me just as general trends. So as a downtown progressive, the answer is, yeah. this is the city of business, gang. So there's a ton of work to be done if you want to make people who are like pay more taxes, the party or the candidates that win. Hmm. These people have a lot of money. Like Jennifer Kiesmatt's supposed to be the progressive choice or the at least the alternative to it, John Tory, who I've been told by many people they see as a centrist now or a liberal, which scares me to death, but, <laughs> but fair enough. So that's where the new goalposts are. Yeah. Kiesmatt's solution was her best like left wing economic platform that she was like pushing was the tax ability mansions. to a, a 0.4 percent tax on over four million dollar homes to get, start a program to give people the ability to buy into the market rent yeah. to own yeah that's never gonna like that's not that's an idea for the rich and the almost yeah, the rich. rich yeah the rest of us <laughs> like that yeah, that's not no one else relates to that right no one else can no. relate to so that. it's like those are the things that like if if we talked about this when I interviewed Smitherman. Uh, Vince and I were like, "Why, why would I vote for Ford Light?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and he's like, "I think." I, but the problem. So what we're saying is, the progressive ideas need to be one. Like, progress, Trump, all those things are great, but it needs to be campaigns around ideas between elections. Like, you need to sell people because their sells really easy. You want us to get sixty dollars off your car tax? Want us to kill the each the e the uh, emissions test yeah because that costs you extra money you want us to lower your taxes because that costs you extra money and lower all of the things hydro, that this, cause them cause you to pay more things is a three-step process that I, you have to explain to people like you have to go to somebody and go okay yeah but when they so like rob ford right like let's kill the car tax and then the water went up and everything kind of but you have to explain it to somebody and they're like that's three things i just heard you say but that guy just said one thing to me i'm getting rid of the car tax mm-hmm. yeah and so there's a, if you're really interested in like the just basic idea of Canadian politics and how we got here from this marketing standpoint, mm. I think I said this in our podcast last time, but it really is Susan Delacourt's book, Shopping for Votes, it's at the yes. library. Yeah. You should pick it up if you haven't read it. It's a very good book, and it'll, it'll kind of guide you through the first fake news that was on CBC Radio for the Conservatives in the you know 40s all the way up to now and how, we do, and how these sort of um, market solutions become elections. And they're basically, it's always about how do we save you money? Every election's Black Friday, and the left, <laughs> when the left can counter that, is is that's when. What, so that's that's so the, Bernie Sanders works right. So Bernie Sanders wins, and the Occupy movement won for Justin Trudeau by aping that movement. Even though yeah. you can make the argument he didn't do anything in substance, sure. But the messaging was middle class, yeah. and there's someone stealing from you, and we're going to get the money back. Mm-hmm. So that messaging is the same core, is the same kind of consumerist idea, right? So it's like mm-hmm. Rob Ford says to you, "I'm going to get that car tax money back from you," and I say to you, "We're going to tax Rob Ford's family, and we're going to get some shit done." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're not losing any money in both scenarios, right? It's yes. Like someone's going to give you something. It's Christmas yeah. morning on election day, and so that. If the long the long term goal is to stop thinking like that because we're going to dig ourselves into Kansas level debt. But to win the election, you you talk that way. And no, I think it's about trying to sell people on our ideas between the elections. Like, it's it's and then with the faith and the racism and everything like that. That's a lot about incremental steps in how platforms work and holding Facebook and Twitter accountable and trying to create mm. governments need to go after these companies that are causing grief. Like there's, there's been way bigger problems than we have here. Like there's been flat out elections. People have been killed as a result right, of fake right, news. Right, right. Right. So like there's all of those issues too, which we won't get into the weeds tonight, yeah. but like, so there's, there's technology fixes, mm. there's political fixes, there's, but what I was getting to with that 25 word thing is, is like, if we don't create community councils, no one's yeah. going to get interested in politics right, because it's like, otherwise your, your step to politics is volunteer for a party, make sure the party likes you, party finds you loyal enough, then you can run. You have to be part of the machine. Right. See, it's, it's, it's interesting. So, um, maybe one or two winters ago, I had the opportunity to sit down with Zane Velji and Zane Velji ended up being the uh, campaign manager for Nahid Nancy mm-hmm. in uh, in Calgary. Right. And, and and I asked him, you know, people outside of Calgary think of Calgary as the oil town, old money, um, as rich as you can get. And he says, if you look at the demos, it's, it's not that at all. He says, we have a young, 
progressive demo in Calgary, right. which is why a Nahid Nenshi with his progressive views can win. Uh, and then I take a look at Toronto and I go and, and, and I think there's lots of progressives in Toronto, but we're a very conservative voting uh, city, mm-hmm. a very conservative voting province even. Um, and so I like your point about community councils. That's how you get people involved and maybe yeah. you, you start to get this variety of things happening across the city rather than just focusing on downtown core or old money uh, thoughts and projects. Um, so if we don't have community councils, is, is there a call to say, listen, we need to split the city up again? Like it's it, this this it's never make, gonna happen. Like I think this, we have to get past these things. Like and I, and I come in from that and I understand. Like I'm a newcomer in the grand scheme of things. Like I got here in yeah, 2003, yeah. but I'm we should get over it. <laughs> I just don't understand who's gonna break it up. Like how is that? Like the services are all tied together now. Everything's yeah. all like, you know. I just I don't know how that's feasible. And we talked about it last night. What's the purpose really of of breaking it up? Well, like, what, the other problem is, let's too. just back up the trolley for one second, because yeah. this is where this conversation always goes, but can we go back to the fact that John Tory beat Olivia Chow and Jenkins met in downtown, so... Yeah, it doesn't matter. What's the difference? So what's the difference? Okay. It's like, that's your, okay. if that's the goal, is to get some yeah. sort of progressive yeah. leadership, well... Okay, good point. My <laughs> argument is, is that if you look at... There's an academic study, if you really want to get nerdy, called, I think it's called The Three Torontos, and it looks at mm. how, through the 70s and 80s, 90s, the poor people went out this way. Yeah. They got away from downtown. So it's like downtown isn't like, I don't know. There's a, I think maybe if you grew up here, but there's a weird mythical Narnia downtown that I hear people talk about in their forties and fifties that I'm just like, where's this downtown? Cause I'm paying through the nose with roommates where's the to poor live downtown. downtown. <laughs> so I, and I'm a poor artist progressive. Like there's no way if I didn't have the situation I was You're in. You're not looking in basement apartments. I mean, that's where they are. No, what I'm saying, but <laughs> no, but you don't understand even a basement apartment's not affordable downtown yeah. now. Like yeah. it's like, fair enough. There was a study that Toronto started, right? It was, it was, if you were supposed to spend, I believe you, the ideal is you spend 30% on rent. Mm. Right, you don't want to spend any more than thirty percent of what you make a year. So if you want, ideally, right, this is ideal. Like that's yeah. the old school wisdom that's hilarious now to us. But a point of that story is if you if you want to hold up your parents' wisdom there, you have to make one hundred twenty grand. That's yeah. nuts. So that is nuts. Of course, these people are conservatives. What I'm trying to say, yeah. like it's the, you're not going to win them over with like, how about we tax you more? No, but it's interesting when you talk about the downtown core and the people moving out. I mean, I think about you know, and I'm in the fifty bracket. Uh, you know, over the last twenty years, age, yes, there's one versus sure. what income. income. Oh, no. sorry, <laughs> fifty the, years. Some of these people are just Back. listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> they might, they think you're a cycling twenty something. That's right. it's, the, it's the grizzled old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we'll save that one. Um, but I mean, over the last twenty something years, one of the things that I have liked and people have liked about Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go to travel a lot with other cities in the U.S. Right, is we've kept people downtown. Yeah, sure. But I think that's part of the cause of what you're talking about is we've built up the the the, the housing, the the infrastructure, the condos. I mean, we can argue about the infrastructure, yeah. but you know what I mean. And we've kept people downtown because you can go to Cleveland, you can fire a shot down. Although they're getting better in, in other cities, but but I think you to to your point, that's also what's driven people out and the costs up through the center and you're also definitely driving young people out too that's, yeah. that's, uh, i just think that we're i don't think we're the progressive city we think we are but i do think we're more progressive than we're getting elected i don't think ranked ballots are the answer but a lot of people do and i think that's a conversation maybe throughout the next four years you should be having about how we're yeah, going to do well, that I've got, I've got people i know in london so i'm going to ask how but see how that, that election went cuckoo for cocoa puffs yes Really? Yeah. And because it started to get hate filled and everybody. See, the problem is with this, and this is where Vince and I come at you from the internet, where it's like everything's great on the internet, right? This is a great story of how you can do it and you build it yourself, but then you forget about people and and trolling and hate. And like, and so the problem is, is like, you can think about something being super democratic and awesome, but then if you don't have the right system in place to protect vulnerable folks, It goes off the rails. Like you end up with voice libertarian yeah. faith goldie folks yelling at you about like yeah. you know how we could have a white ethno state, and you're just like, what happened? <laughs> we just tried to make a video place where people could put videos on the about internet. About the cats, and now yeah, and now we've got killed. like the new Nazi regime like marching down the street, and it's just like it's so frightening. Yeah, how but I think that like you have to worry about 
responsible people. Mm. Now, here's the other thing. I said this in Ontario. I'll say it again. You have to get involved. Like, it's like... Yeah, next time. Right. It's like, next time. Like, <laughs> next I time. actually have that highlighted here. <laughs> right, next time. Get, we'll no, about get involved. involved. <laughs> yeah. I actually time, yeah. have get involved. And and we, we might as well end on that because our, our thing is going to cut out sure. if it hasn't already. No, it's still going. It's still going. Um, thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. I hate to end on this. No, go, go. No, no. But, but we and should get involved. involved yeah, between yeah. elections. There's yeah. lots of local organizations. You have to. And, and yes, and you have to. It's not just about every four years. No. Locally, no. provincially, no. federally. And that's it how is, faith has 25,000 people because people go home between every elections. every day. Yeah. You know, so yeah. whether it is what Greg and I are doing and learning every week. From people, whether you are, uh, a, a, you know, getting involved in the in your YMCA or your Scouts or community or park yeah. organizations, libraries, yeah, libraries, go yeah. out Schools. into your communities yeah. and do something every single. But week. also join a political party. Like suck it up, pick one. Yeah. Make sure they don't elect somebody who you think is crazy on the left or crazy on the right. Like yeah, Doug Ford's are ways, not yeah. just a right wing problem. That's sure. There are people who shouldn't be elected like Patrick Brown in Brampton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go and make sure that the people that are on your councils are smart. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. We will how do we end this? Thank you guys. Yeah thanks. For for coming no, in. Thank you, thank you to Girth Radio, Pacific Junction Hotel Bar for letting us be here and buy food. And uh, for all of you for joining us. Can we pour one out for six dad? <laughs> I'm so glad I am so glad that Six Dad Dad. is not my counselor anymore. No more bullshit social media posts. And no more Mamaliti. We'll talk to you guys later.